It's Paul. It's Florin. What are we grinding today? Hey Florian, back to our validation series and for the listeners, if you just drop to this episode uh, and you're new to, to the series, to get more context, listen our episode with interest validation and continuing from there, Florian, now, if you remember, I had that list with 300 uh, mothers, which are interested in my idea of doing a medical lab for getting advice for your kids. Now, I'm a software developer. Yeah, I know that I need to talk with people. Everybody's telling me, talk with your customers, with your possible customers. But I know to write code. That's easy for me. Now, I know from your five-phase validation uh, method that in the next one, which is the current one that we are talking in the episode, I need to put questions to these people. Yeah. And I guess you're asking, what should I ask? Yeah, because I'm not comfortable with asking and even more asking the right questions. Yeah, that's that's the key here. Because you could ask any kind of question that you want, but some of them will lead you to false positives. Some some of them will lead you on a, on a very dark path that you will never recover from. Some questions, if you ask them, you will get like, fun responses, fun replies, you will feel good about having a conversation and then you go home and you've learned nothing. So the idea is how can you ask questions in such way that you will validate true intent of that certain customer and their true desires and you know, people, they can never tell you what they want or what they need. They can never say that, they can never place that into words because if they could do that, then you would be out of a job as a business developer or as an entrepreneur. Because if they could realize what they need, they would build it themselves. But you build it for them to serve them because you find better ways of helping them out with the problem that they have. They can't do it themselves. That's why they can never tell you, well, you know what I would like? I would like this. And then you just go and build that and you're super successful. Because if it were that easy, everybody would be super successful. I, I totally agree on this. So can you give me some specific example? What should I ask those person from my list? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the people from your list, they signed up because they had a specific problem that they need solving or they have a certain need that is currently unfulfilled. In your case, uh, there's like a bunch of parents who don't know exactly uh, where they should find like really solid advice related to how they raise their children or how they offer them any kind of medical assistance uh, in cases of fever or other or other problems that they might uh, experience. So, of course, everybody knows that they would go to the internet to look for advice, but you shouldn't be so cocky about thinking that all of those mothers go to the internet to s- seek out advice because many mothers these days, they know that internet advice is crap and they don't believe it anymore. So, in order to get out of your own head and really start seeing what's out there in the world and you already have like 300 people that you could ask questions, these are the questions you should be asking. What do you think about problem? Now, in your case, that would be what do you think about 
the mothers which are not finding validated medical advice for their kids. Yeah, and if you think about it more, you could even formulate it in such way that what do you think about getting medical advice for your children? Okay. What okay. do you th think about this? How often do you interact with this with this need of knowing how to get medical advice for your children? How often do you feel that you need this? Have you ever talked to other people about receiving medical advice for your children or helping them out or anything that's related to this kind of stuff? So this is usually why I just say, have you talked to other people about problem? Because it all depends on the problem that you've identified and that they can relate to. Then there's also, are you actively looking for a solution to bypass the problem? In this case, in getting medical advice, one of the solutions may be to look out to uh, the internet, to see blogs and forums and personal ideas. Or another way to bypass that you could learn from the mothers would be that instead of going to the, uh, to the doctor themselves, they would just rather ask a friend who's also a mother and who recently went and sought out medical advice. So basically, I need to see what is their opinion about the problem. Yeah. How often do they get the problem? If there are other mothers that they are talking about with this person about, about the problem, the, the problem. Yeah. so other person, mothers or something like that. And if they have some kind of a shortcut that helps them to currently solve with the codes the, the problem that bypassing that you're yeah. referring at. Yeah, because uh, your clients will always be very creative, even if you believe that or not. And they will always like have different ideas that they have on how they can bypass the problem. Because as humans, this is what we tend to do. Instead of facing something heads on when we can't do that, we just think like, what's the shortest route to take? How can we bypass this? How can we skip around? How can we bend these rules to get to the certain thing that we need? And if you ask them, you will get so much great and valuable insight, which can totally shape the next steps of you building your business. So let's say I, I put these questions, I have valuable feedback that I have it in, in, in notes written now. Yep. Are there any other questions that you would advise me and also the listeners that they can ask? Yeah. Now, these are, these are also very important and some of them might be even more important than the other ones because uh, two of these questions will validate like the magnitude of the problem. Does it keep you up at night? What does it mean that if it keeps you up at night? Do you always find yourself thinking that you need faster, greater or cheaper or maybe uh, on the spot? Like if I need this right now, I need to get this right now. Do okay. you often find yourself thinking about it? So as a mother, if you, if you have certain... Uh, certain issues, something scares you about your child's health. Uh, how do you relate to that? So let's say that your child has a fever right now. Can you really sleep that night? What would you like to happen? Like maybe, and, and just listen to the answers. You know, you, you don't have to imply any kind of answer, but maybe the answers that you will hear is like, no, I, I really can't sleep at night. Cause in this case, it might actually be this. It might be literally that they can't sleep at night thinking about how they can get the medical advice. So that's why in some countries there are hotlines on which you can call uh, yeah. to solve this kind of problem. And 
you should know if, if it gives them up at night. And if it does, and they usually find themselves thinking about solving this problem, then you've got very clear market. And now there's another one that's important. Is it one of your top three problems right now? Okay, so if the problem is now in the top of priorities yeah. that I need to solve. Yeah. Okay. And for you, it might make sense because uh, your your target customer has recently just become a mother and that completely changed her life. It changed, especially if it's for the first time, it completely changed her life and disrupted her day-to-day -day life and everything like that. So it you might have a really huge chance of being in her top three problems if, right now. If the problem is not in the top three problems that my user uh, are having, should I found what are the the top three? Basically, what are the problems more important that the one that I'm trying to solve in order to yeah. get the, the entire context? Yeah. And especially if you know that this is like the target market that you need to serve, then maybe you will not work on your uh 10th idea that the idea that's ranking like only on the 10th position in their heads maybe you can find uh like a third or a second problem that they always have and maybe you can focus on finding solutions to that other problem which is in the top three so actually it's interesting because with this question i might focus i might focus on the problem that i'm trying to solve which is a small problem from them but seeing that the majority of the users that I'm trying to serve are actually having another problem that I didn't know about, but just asking them what are their top three problems right now that they're trying to, to solve. Yeah. And actually found a better problem to, to solve. Yeah. Okay. And this might be very good for you. So if, if you ever go and find like this type of information, like you were working on something that's ranked only on the 10th position, but you've also stumbled on something that's like one of their top three problems right now, maybe you should build what's in the top three problems because you already have 300 people interested for which you will solve a really interesting thing and that might lead you to a much faster route to you receiving money in your bank account. Hmm, interesting. Does it matter for me if anyone else tried to solve that problem? Should I ask this? Yes. Uh, and this will yield a lot of valuable data. So it, it will not necessarily tell you if there is a direct competitor, but there are many indirect competitors and you should totally look out for indirect competitors. Even if the only piece of information you will get is, yeah, so the way I'm solving this right now is through an Excel file, because it's usually Excel files. But there may be some other thing that you have never thought about, which will give you so much valuable information into your market and how they think and how they relate to the problem that it will totally help you build a better business and a better product for those customers. And the question is to ask them is, is there anyone out there trying to solve this for you right now? And trust me, if there is, your customers will know about them. So when you pitch to investors, you will always say, no, we have no competition. We've never had competitors. There are no competitors. We're the only smart guys in this room. Only we thought about doing this. And outside of this room, not only the smart guys in this room. Yeah. <laughs> so your customers will know them. And if, and if your customers don't know them, that's even better for you. And that's something that you could totally brag about to your investors. Um, 
because um, then you would clearly show them that your customers are unaware of any other solutions, which is like a really great point to be at because um, let's see, for example, we went into the social media space with my company because we've realized that nobody knew what the buffer was or what the hood suite was. And we were like, is that even possible? Because those guys have been around for as long as the internet has been around and there are still people who don't know about them. And that creates a very interesting opportunity. So our user base, they, they never knew what the buffer was, what the hood suite was. They never knew about uh, Meet Edgar or a lot of the platforms that we know about. They were completely blind to all of those solutions. And when we came with our solution, it was a first for them. Ah, okay, that's really nice because actually they had a problem, but they didn't know that someone already yeah. solved it for them because they didn't reach them. Exactly. So the opportunity for you there was to, to reach them faster and actually yeah, be the first. And it's really good to find a market where, where there isn't any Uber yet. Because mm -hmm. this is the thing. In, in like the ride sharing thing, you have Uber, you will not, and Blablacar and others, and you will not necessarily want to compete because everybody knows them and it's hard. But if you go to a market where actually the customers, they don't know who else is trying to solve this for them, that's like a huge opportunity for you to grab all of those customers because you can be a lot faster than they are. Interesting. Any other ideas of what should I ask the people from my list? Yeah. Is, is this the problem? getting medical advice in this case. Is it something that you started thinking about every waking hour or every day or every week or every month or every year? And according to this answer, you might have an idea on how your retention will look like. Because if this is something that they think about in every waking hour, then you'll have huge retention. If it's something like an app that reminds you to make certain checks to your car, which only occur once a year, then that app will not have a lot of retention unless you have a huge fleet of cars. Interesting. Actually, the, the answer to this question will impact also the product. Yeah, it will definitely. Because for example, in this, in this example, that they will do the checkup every year, it might be a solution to just create a reminder for them that they will pay to, to be reminded every year that they need to do that checkup. Exactly. And the only ones who will pay for this uh, are those who have this problem every year at different dates for different assets. Yeah, because if I'm trying for this person to build an app that try to get them every hour to check this, they won't do it because it's not something that they're thinking about hourly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, now that you will have answers for all of these questions that you've just asked. I was just thinking now that I might be in the position which I have basically a lot of answers. Yeah. But it's blurry. So, uh, I'm thinking a little bit like, okay, I need to process all this feedback in order to see if the problem is more clear for me or if it's actually getting more confusing. And trust me on this, it can actually become a lot more confusing. So usually it becomes much clearer, but we've recently stumbled upon a case building one of our, one of our products where it actually became a lot more confusing after getting all of the answers 
because instead of getting like one problem that we needed to solve, according to different use cases and types of customers that we've interviewed, we actually stumbled upon about four different products. So instead of building a product, we could now build four different products and all of them would work, hypothetically. How would I know that the problem is well-defined and I can move I can move on? Like, is there something that I can check? Can I? Yeah, it's actually what we've also used in the confusing case to define different problems, different types of customers and different possible solutions. Is like for each group, okay. let's say that in your case is just one group to simplify yeah. the discussion. Let's say there is just one group. The idea is do all of them feel it? Do all of them feel that problem, okay. feel that need? And do they feel completely different things about the problem? Because maybe all of them feel the need or the problem, but all of them think completely differently about all of the other aspects that you've just asked. So if all of if all of them feel like they need medical advice, but all of them are telling you completely different things, then maybe it's not very clear for you at the moment. It could be clear, maybe it could be clearer, but maybe it will also be confusing. So you really need to think about that uh, and keep it in mind whenever you're thinking about building the solution. Because if you if everybody relates to the problem in the same same way, that's like your golden ticket. Okay. then it's easy. Otherwise, you might have a really solid problem that you should fix, but maybe the solution will not be one solution. Maybe there will be five solutions, or maybe the solution will have to be presented in very different ways to very different people. Let's assume that for this specific group, the problem is clear for all of them. They feel the same. What would you advise me to do? Uh, I would advise you to to move on like to the next phase. Okay. So the next phase will be um, really thinking about coming up with a with a solution, but we can still discuss about one more thing here. Like you could even ask them if there's one thing you could change about the way you, in your case, get medical advice especially if some of them already get medical advice in some form or another, if there's one thing you could change about the way you get medical advice, what would it be? And this is the best question to ask in an already defined market or in a crowded market, because the answer to this will give you insight into the solution um, that you should build. So it's interesting because we started in the first phase with the interest, we validated that. Yep. Then with all these questions that you were telling me about, I define more clear the problem. But now also you're helping me how to ask the users so that they give me valuable feedback that will actually transform in features that I might not even thought about them. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm using my future customers to help me build the solution for them and not me trying to guess the features that they would need. Exactly. Okay. Now about the solution, I think we will discuss in another episode in which we'll move to, to the next phase also. But if you think there are some ideas that we should uh, share with the people, because I'm thinking, for example, that we were saying that uh, we should ask them, we should discuss with them. And probably mm -hmm. since 
we are doing the Startup Expresso podcast, it would be nice when you discuss with them to buy them a coffee. Buy them a coffee, definitely. Like, so, you could even yeah. go ahead and buy us a coffee. If you go to our website, you can see the buy me a coffee link and you could also buy me a coffee for doing all of these great episodes for you, free of cost. Yeah, but remember, uh, it's it's important to talk with, with your future customers and... Uh, in these interaction interactions to be uh, sincere with them yeah in in order to try to solve their problem and not sell them something that won't help them yeah and uh, actually in one of my presentations I didn't even touch upon this aspect but now that you've started mentioning the importance of being honest and really getting to meet the people like meet them for coffee or tea as I always say, never alcohol, never anything to do with alcohol or otherwise you will ruin like all yeah. of the results that you get from this test. But if you do get them to a nice cafe or a tea place or tea house, um, sit down with the people, be honest, ask your questions. Don't try to get them to buy into your idea. This is not the place for that. This is not the face for it. And most definitely, since you have like a one-on-one -on -one interaction, uh, Try to see their body language, try to pick up their interest by thinking about it and try to see the look in their eyes when you ask them different questions. Try to see how passionate they are about giving you their answers. Uh, try to see if they're like, yeah, I don't know, I'm in medical advice, man. <laughs> you ask me if I if I try to talk to anybody about this, I mean, why would I? It's not, it's not that interesting. And, you know, I mean, if you already get this, you should write this down. You should keep a note that even though the person did reply to this question, they weren't very interested in replying to this question. They were kind of bored. Or oh, maybe okay. if I ask a certain question like, uh, does it keep you up at night? And you see a huge glow in their eyes. Oh my God, it really keeps me up at night. I can't stop thinking about anything else. This is what I need. So then, unspoken feedback. Yeah, unspoken feedback. You need, you need to look at different cues like uh, body language, uh, to try, even from their posture, you can see if they're interested in the discussion that you're having or if they're just kind of laid back and don't care, then maybe they don't care about you solving the problem either. Uh, or maybe they're just tired. So sometimes you can also have that. But if they're really passionate about the problem and this need and they really want a solution, you will learn that from their body language, from eye contact, from other things. And because you need eye contact and you need the body language, you should also... Try to inspire as much honesty as you can and not be like one of those uh, shady salesmen who try to get you to buy something that you don't need. So you really need to make them feel very confident uh, in talking yeah. about this to you, I mean with you. But to do this, the best way to do it is through honesty. And what I also saw in the interaction that I had with my customers in in the in the previous startup was that it's important to follow up and to thank them. So just yeah. saying them uh, your feedback was very valuable, and that feedback actually got to this part of the product. So thank you for for that, because in this way you will be loyalty with them, and uh, you will get them as customers for a longer period of time. Exactly. And even if you don't have anything built yet, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But if you don't, then you can tell them that you've just gained valuable insight from this interaction and you're super happy and hope that 
uh, if it's the case in the future that you can definitely talk to them about this again and they will usually say yes, of course, and then you have their permission to contact them later on when you have your wireframes and your product and these people will keep talking to you about this problem because you've shown genuine interest in their problems, in their need and in their lives. And if you're not sure about any of this, just read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's one of the best books to read and it will definitely change your life, especially if you're trying to pursue a life of business. That's what you need to know to inspire honesty, to get honest feedback and to be honest with people and really understand uh, how you can win people to your side. And it's not very hard to do. Just letting people know that you've gained valuable insight and their, their time was very valuable to you. That will make them super excited, super happy. And next time you will call them, they will answer and they can't wait to meet, meet up with you again. And I think with all this valuable feedback uh, that, that I got with, with your help, we can in in a next episode to move to, to the next phase since you are talking about product and wireframes. So we are now in a position in which I think we can move to the next phase that we will discuss in the next episode. But I feel yeah. there if it's something that you would still like to mention or if not, uh, we can continue the discussion on, on our Facebook group, Startup Expresso. Drop there your ideas about how uh, you you think about these questions, if there are other questions which work great for you. Mm -hmm. um, we, we can actually do like maybe many episodes, but at least one episode where I can mention a book or two on asking questions because I've actually found an amazing book on how to ask questions to get the kind of answers uh, that we've just talked about in this episode. And that's that that's one of the best books. If I were ever to write a book, I would have written that book. But if I would have written it, it wouldn't be that good. So the author made a terrific job at writing the best book on how you can ask questions that will be helpful for customer development. I've never read anything like it. That sounds great. We should do an episode. Yeah, totally. Okay. Talk okay. to you next time, guys. Until the next ex espresso.